It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. It is Wednesday. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Going to preview the Doha Diamond League today. And look, we've been doing this podcast. I mean, we're near on 500 episodes. Uh, but today we're debuting a new segment, Gordon. So something to get excited about, something new, something fresh. We're going to trot out Guess My PR, the brainchild of Gordon Mack today i'm very very pumped it's my brainchild i didn't know this was my brainchild you came up with it not travis really made it happen he's got the graphics he's been going back and forth with people trying to get video and photo to really beef up the segment and of course all consequential decisions are going to come down to colt pressing the right button when the segment comes but i remember in the meeting you're like hey let's do guess my pr and i was like hey this is a good idea. So I'm excited. The reception has been terrific. So we're going to get to that in the back half of the, the show. But now I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be very bad at this because I will only be able to guess people's PRs if they're around times that I'm familiar with. And that excludes a lot of events and a lot of speeds, typically on the faster side of speeds. Like if, if we got an email from Joshua C. from Uganda, Telling me his his five k workout, I would be completely lost. I, I I wouldn't know what a world record holder's workouts look like because it's faster and faster you get. You're like, oh, I don't I don't know. Is he is he in thirteen thirty shape? Is he in twelve forty five shape? So this could go horribly wrong, but I'm excited that we're going to do it. Yeah, I think it's going to go horribly right because I think I'm going to get everyone's <laughs> PR down to the exact second. So we'll see how how good it is. So we got some new stuff on the site this week in track uh, went up. We have a race breakdown. And then Workout Wednesday, Gordon, what is the subject of Workout Wednesday this week? Uh, this week, it's already up on the site. It's uh, Duke heptathlete Erin Marsh, who three-time All-American. She was runner-up indoor pentathlon this year. So she's won. She's going to go up against Anna Hall outdoors. But uh, she did a little bit of a high jump and a – Hurdle workout all in one. Mm-hmm. Not at the exact same time. She did the hurdle first, then high jump second. She didn't, she didn't do a – that would be actually kind of interesting if her run-up to the high jump pit was going over hurdles because that would be kind of wild. She didn't do that. She kept it separate. But workout Wednesday with Duke Heptathlete. So check it out. And I think I remember you saying at the time this is the first high jump workout you had ever been a part of. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. I know we did a workout Wednesday with Ashton Eaton, and he was doing a bunch of crazy things, but I wasn't there for that, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I was there for this one. Good workout. People should check it out on the site. we got the ranking show coming up later on in the week as well, so check all that out either on the site or on the Flow Track, the main 
YouTube page. Before we get going in the rest of the show, Gordon, I, I know you texted me about this Justin Gatlin interview that he did with I Am Athlete. That's the show that features Ocho Cinco and Brandon Marshall, where they interview um, famous athletes. This is a pretty long edition of their show. They're only 50, 50, 60 minutes. Just, just with Justin Gatlin. Just on Justin Gatlin. What stuck out to you about the interview? Because they touched on a whole bunch of topics. Yeah, well, the first thing that stuck out was there was a moment in the, in the interview, like halfway through, when Justin was talking about training with Shakari, And he said that he saw Shakari run 10-3 hand time in 100. 10-3. Guys, that's really fast. World record. <laughs> shattering the world record. And he said he saw it. He said, yeah, she's, she would run 10-3, in practice. And I'm like, mm -hmm. did he just tell us that Shakari Richardson is running world record times in practice? Like, what's going on? Now, obviously, we know that hand it's not going to be – it's going to be hand time. But still, hand time 10-3 is, is pretty damn fast. I thought that was – Crazy, and then it makes you think like you want to see Shakari on the track now. Like she's mm -hmm. running ten threes in practice. I want to see her on the real on the real scene. But I guess we'll have to wait. And then they talked a little bit about you know Shakari and you know the uh, celebrity and the, the, the chaos surrounded her with everything that's going to be going on. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the ten three was what I heard that was like the most crazy thing. I mean. Do you think she was running 10-3 in practice? No, not the way that we would measure a 10-3 in a competition. I mean, when you have hand time, you're adding on time. You don't know if it was a flying start. You know, they were just, they're there kind of going back and forth. Like, there were definitely some liberties taken with certain topics. I mean, even on the intro, he's one of two guys to beat Usain Bolt. And they're not the first people to say this. So I don't, I don't blame them for it, but that's just not true. There's not been only two people in history who've beaten Usain Bolt. There were two people in that one race that beat Usain Bolt, but there's not been two people in history that have beaten Usain Bolt. The list is, is longer than that. He was very high on Richardson. I mean, what did he say? She's going to be the greatest. She could be the greatest track and field athlete ever, right? Because like greatest yeah. American. He's like, no, no, she could be the greatest sprinter ever. He said what separates her is her technique. She's got this natural stride that is just conducive to, to sprinting he talked about the pressure of her rise and i think you brought up a really good point on one of those sections because they're like basically like, hey what 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 was the issue here and he said he took us back to 19 she wins the ncaa title as a freshman runs that crazy time and then it's just like up and up from there right the expectations only increase in there now there was no 2020 so there was a lower profile there, but she went from basically college freshman to most recognizable U.S. track star in the blink of an eye. And, and he was talking about the struggles and the difficulties dealing with that. I mean, he trained with her, so it doesn't surprise me that he's going to be optimistic about what she can do. But the specifics of a 10th or – I mean, wouldn't be the first time you've heard someone say a, a crazy time. In practice, it's just like when he's talking about his forty, his forty-yard dash. Because remember, he he had some tryouts for NFL teams, and then he's saying how I did. I worked out with one team, and it was four-two, and then it was four-one, and then like the time just kept getting faster and faster. I think it was the Titans 
who told him he had a 3.9. Now, I don't doubt that someone told him that he ran a 3.9, but I have trouble believing he ran a full two tenths faster than Christian Coleman did when Coleman did his his 40, um, which was filmed and, and, and pretty well documented. Yeah, I mean, everyone's hand times are always going to be a little bit, you know, legendary stories. But yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised. I, yeah, the 10-3, the I was like, wait, whoa, it's this fast, man. That's like, yeah. do you think we'll ever even see a 10-3 in the real world, like, by a woman? I Not during our lifetime. Not in our yeah. lifetime? Not in our lifetime. Any... Here's a way you know when someone's not too sure about the time is when they're like, ah, 10-3, 10-4. Like, the time yeah. was the like, – like, you got to be a little more precise with with the time for for us to be like, oh, wow, that, that really happened. I know, like, field eventers often talk about the practice PRs, and those ones I put a lot more stock in just because I think – you're not going head to head winning a main competition, right? Like you're taking your turn to throw, or you're taking your turn to jump. And I'm obviously you can screw up a measurement, but I think that's less likely than you having fully automatic timing out there for a hundred or a two hundred. And there's a lot of different ways that that people communicate practice PBs. So running wise, I find it hard to believe. And this is a topic we talked about before. Like has has a world record ever been run, or has there been a world record achieved in practice? I don't, I don't think so. I, I lean against that. The other topic they touched on was um, payment, athlete, athlete payment. I think he said he made a million dollars. He was making a million dollars per year. They really drilled down on him. This was a good section because like, hey, how much you make? And then he answered, all right, wait, how much did you make? Because they're comparing themselves. You, know, you got NFL players there, right? So they're very public about their salaries. And again, I don't know how definitive the number was, but he basically, I don't know if he ballparked, he said a million, he was making a million a year. And you don't know at what stage in his career he's talking about, but that was before endorsements. That was just, I'm assuming that's appearance fees, prize money. I don't even, or maybe he's talking about, that's just his base money and not bonuses. But at, at minimum, he was saying it was a million a year. Yeah. And then I think the main headline that came out that kind of hit up the the Twitter conversation is he said that there should be a union, a track and field athlete union. And okay, hear me out. Yes, that would be great. But who is the union bargaining with? If you can tell me who the union is bargaining with, then it makes sense. Who is on the other side of an athlete union? Is it World Athletics? Because that doesn't make any sense. Because mm -hmm. what does World Athletics have to do with the random Stanford meet that you ran at? It has nothing to do mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it USATF? Okay. Then what does USATF have to do with uh, pen relays? USATF isn't involved with pen relays at all. Like, we don't have a structure that a union would be able to bargain with because the governing bodies aren't the ones who pay the athletes. It's the sponsors. So if you're going to have a union, you're going to have to have a union against Nike's marketing company, against mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
New Balance's shoe deal contracts. Like right. the you can't just say the word union and then like boom, it works. We're good. Now we're gonna get all the money we need and healthcare and all that stuff. Unions work in professional sports like the NBA, the NFL, because the revenue of those sports is structured between the 30 owners and the mm -hmm. 1,500 athletes. Mm -hmm. Where are the 30 owners in track and field? There, there aren't. There's no other side of the sport because let me tell you, a lot of meat directors lose money. They act like they make money. They don't. They lose money. A lot of, I mean, a lot, the world athletics, they're just trying to break even a lot of times when they struggle to get a full-on sponsorship for their yeah. world championships. These athletes think track and field is just a money-producing superpower the way the NFL and MLB and NBA are. And it's just not that way. Like, you look at the, the commercials you see on TV during a track meet, and look at the commercials you see on TV during a football game. And you can tell, okay, clearly football is getting paid a lot more for their commercials than track and field. When you see a random track and field commercial, you're like, I don't, that's a weird commercial to see on TV. It's like, yeah, because no one wanted to buy that time slot. And that's just the reality of the sport. And I just think this whole idea of like, oh, we get a union. And again, I would love it for it to work out that way. I would love it for the athletes to be able to negotiate with whatever this entity is. But first you have to create this entity yeah, to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have that well, entity. The point that he made, the point that he, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, the point that he made that intro that segment, he was saying how he was at the London Olympics and the hundred was about to start and all these NBA players came in to watch the hundred and the whole world focuses on this one event every four years for nine seconds. And like, how do we capture that? You know, because everybody's attention and interest is on it, but then it's fleeting. But the ant, the reason why it's a problem is, is self-evident in the question, which is every four years. That's the problem is it's every four, it's only every four years. And the people, right. That are involved in that are ever changing. You have a bolt, right? You have an Allison Felix, you have people who are, mainstays and and become become popular but it's hard to sustain a sport where that interest level that he's talking about although it is high it's only high once every four years and then you get into this other discussion where is track one sport or is track 30 40 different sports you know cut up into one and you're right even you other individual even other individual sports you know such as tennis or golf there is that ability to have some back and forth because there is a, a main, a main tour. You could see this perhaps happening with major marathons because there's the world marathon majors, but even still, how are the athletes getting the majority of their money? Those individual shoe contracts. Yeah. And I just think that you go talk about problems every four years. Also the problem I've said this on this podcast many times, or just in my time at flow track, our sport will never be able to financially be a revenue driver for the athletes until they change what the pinnacle of our sport is. If the pinnacle of our sport 
is an event that you can't make money off of because it's an amateur event and the sponsorships are all separate, aka the Olympics. When you talk to an NBA basketball player, what's the pinnacle of their sport? It's winning an NBA title. When you, mm -hmm. when you talk to a golfer, what's the pinnacle of their sport? It's winning a Masters, a US Open, or British Open. None of them are going to say it's winning an Olympic title because their financial structure around their sport is not centered around the Olympics. That's the main problem. We, we center our sport around an, an event, the Olympics, which limits the ability for these athletes to really, I mean, we see it, you know, with the whole, like, once you become an Olympian, you're just covered in Nike and it's done. Like, sorry, New Balance, you can't do it anymore. Like, so why would, we need to, I mean, no one's gonna wanna do it because we love it. We love rep representing your country. It's like, great. And I, and I get it. the Olympics are awesome. And there's a reason why LeBron James still does the Olympics, you know, because it is a great feeling and it's a great thing for our, our society to have this run for your country. But at the end of the day, the athletes who are getting paid the most are the athletes whose Super Bowl is not the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And you look at, that's, that's the issue. I mean, if we were able for, to some way, I don't know how, to flip track and field upside down where the Olympics was the icing and not the cake. And if you were able to do that and the cake was actually a structured four major sport, then things might start happening. But until that, if we keep on saying the only thing that matters is every four years, it's gonna be hard to create a, a structure around that. I mean, yeah, so that's why it's always gonna be an individual case-by-case -case basis. And that's why the only way to make money in our sport is on an individual case-by-case -case basis where you individually get your own sponsorship deal. You individually negotiate your own appearance fee. You individually win a race. It's, mm. it's until that, you have to take that. Yeah, until you have a structure, it's always gonna be individual. So, and that's why there are people who make a lot of money individually. I'm sure Sydney's doing well, Christian Coleman's doing well, Gatlin clearly was doing well, but you know, Right now, it's only going to be the ones who are at the very tippy top who are going to get paid and everyone else who's trying to make it, they're doing it out of charity until they make it to the big moment. And they have to also make it to the big moment in an important event. Because if you make it to the big moment in the race walk, it's not going to be the same mm -hmm. as making it to the big moment in the 100-meter dash. All right, let's move on. we got a couple of the stories I want to get to before uh, we, we preview the Doha Diamond League and get to guess my PR. So we had this Kentucky Derby race where Rich Strike came from behind. People were saying it was perhaps the greatest comeback in sports history. But then we found this clip on Twitter, and it's the daughter of Terrence Crawford, seven-year-old daughter of Terrence Crawford, who's a boxer, running in a youth track meet. And I submit to you, Gordon, that this might be the greatest comeback in sports history. She loses her shoe at the beginning of the race. And does she run without her shoe and come back? No. She stops and puts her shoe back on. Costs herself like seven, eight seconds. Gets her shoe back on her foot. Then rallies and wins the race by about 10 meters. Just an incredible comeback here. I give her immense credit for being able to put your shoe back on that quickly under pressure because that is not easy to do 
Think about when you're in a rush to leave your house. Perhaps you have a doctor's appointment. Perhaps you're trying to take your kid to school. It is so hard to get your shoe on in a quick amount of time. Sometimes you think you're saving time by not untying your laces, and it just makes it way more difficult, and then you're just struggling trying to kick your toes to the front of the shoe and get it in. She got it back on somehow and just ran all these girls down. Yeah, extremely impressive. It also makes you think, like, what heat was she in? Because if she didn't lose her shoe, she would have won by, like, 100 meters. <laughs> yeah, they definitely didn't put the correct seed times in. I mean, I guess she was in the middle, the middle lane, so mm-hmm. clearly she was the top seed. But, yeah, very impressive. Uh, Poised. Love to see it. I mean, we kind of sometimes see that in, like, distance races, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. in a marathon or a 10K, you'll see them stop to, like, fix the shoe because it's not worth uh, trying to run shoeless. What's the – when we get to – I mean, this isn't crazy because she did it in the 200 meters. No one puts their shoe yeah. back on in the 200 meters. I what's, know. The, what's the length of distance when it's okay to stop? At the pro level? Yeah. I would say – 1500 they keep going steeple 3000 and up you put the shoe back on there's obviously been some exceptions and it depends wh- at what point the shoe comes off i remember jenny simpson losing a shoe in a 1500 but i think if it's early on in a 5 you you pull off to the side and, and readjust i just like she went back to do it too she ran so fast she went out of her shoes then went back she did everything she could to try to make this a fair fight to make this an even race and she still wins. Yeah. I also, it's always interesting how shoes come off randomly. Like, how's that happen? <laughs> like, how does a shoe come off when she's about to start, but it stays on when she's sprinting as fast as she can with hundred <laughs> meters? The science also, doesn't add up. The, the audio is great. If you haven't watched the clip, you should watch it. Cause the, the, the cheers get like louder and louder and louder as she goes when people see what she's about to do. It's incredible. What do you think the cutoff is? For distance where you'd stop? I think... I think 3,001 meters. I don't think you take your shoe off for a 3K. What if it's a steeple, though? Yeah, you get some splinters in your foot. Ooh, that would suck. <laughs> that would hurt. That would be really hurt. painful. I mean, running just shoeless is going to suck no matter what, for being honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Bottom of your foot? Tracks are not comfortable for your feet. Oh. I don't know. Did I you don't see this? Yeah. Uh, another clip I saw was interesting. The, the camera crew at the Japanese championships. Did you see this? They are trying to get a shot of the winner, but they don't realize that there's lap runners coming. Honestly, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. The issue too, then they get tangled in the cords. You see the video there. The guy keep going, gets caught in the, in, in the camera cords as well too um and then the other runners behind have to like swerve way wide so yeah i I, i'm surprised there's a lot going on in a track meet and i could totally see the scenario where the producer's like get the winner get the winner and the cameraman's all right we're gonna run over there we're gonna shoot this shoot the the victory shot and then not even realize that there's five ten people right in front of them yeah. Lapped runners. I this do you know what this this tells me? If it's a championship race and you're lapped, 
You're done. You can't keep running. Step off. Step mm. off. There should be. You should not be allowed to be lapped in the champ. The whole point of a championship race is to decide a winner. And if you're getting lapped, you're not going to win. So uh, what if you're in you third though? What if there's just a huge disparity between first and third? So you can still uh, qualify. Still, you got to step off the track. You got to step off okay. the track. It's 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 um, embarrassing for the country to, for third place to be 400 meters back. What if you get lapped by a high schooler and you're a pro runner? What do you have to do then? That happens. That's probably going to happen. I, I'm going. I'm keeping my list for the record on the the high school situation because Colin Solomon beat some high beat some pros at the sound running meet. I haven't forgotten. Mm. So they shall retire. What do you What do you think? So this guy, this main guy here, who bears the brunt of this because he gets like an XLR cable to the face, basically. <laughs> What do you think he tells people after the race when they say, hey, how did it go out there? Oh, you think I got I got 18th. But here's the thing. A camera crew he, ran in front of me. Maybe he could petition and like try to, you know, get the results overturned to be like, hey, we need to do a rerun. I wasn't given a fair yeah. shake. You know, you got to run the whole race. I'm looking at the comments here of your post about runners needing to retire if they get beat by high schoolers. Were people mostly in favor of this? That's, in that's hey, interesting. People people They'd... quietly agree with me and then mm. publicly pretend they don't. I wow. just think that like <laughs> we sometimes we get a little too like you're trying hard so that's enough. Like mm -hmm. we respect because Again, you're running four flat in a mile. I'll never be able to do that in my life. Never could do it in a past life. You are a very rare breed of a human being. But mm -hmm. our sport is not for four flat milers. Our sport is for 350 to 355 miles. Yeah. Anyway. Let's, let's do Doha. First Diamond League meet of the season takes place on Friday. That's the Doha Diamond League. Walk me through. Let's start with this men's 200. Fred Curley, Noah Lyles, Andre DeGrasse. You got two of the three medalists there. And then in addition, you have Curley, who we think is obviously going to be in the mix in multiple sprint events this year. Break this one down for me, Gordon. Well, I think this is going to be a lot of pressure on Noah Lyles. I think DeGrasse, Curley can be like, guys, I'm still trying to figure out the 200. So... Whatever he does is always going to be like he's moving up or back, but like he's always going to be focused on the 100. DeGrasse, coming off of an Olympic title, he kind of can just chill and be like, all right, win or lose, I'm Andre freaking DeGrasse. No, no. But Noah Lyles, he needs to have a response to what Arian Knighton just did. Arian Knighton, fellow Adidas runner. Loa Lyles, not that long ago, was the Aryan Knighton of our time, right? He was the Phenom high school kid getting fourth at the trials and then mm -hmm. running very well his, you know, 18, 19, and 20-year-old ages. And we started comparing Noah Lyles to Usain Bolt. But now looking right. back on it, the times that Lyles was running at that early age are nothing compared to what Knighton is doing. And I think Lyles... He needs to find a way to hold on to that mantle as the top guy in the U.S. And this could be a perfect way for him to be like, 
1949 is cool, but I'm going to come out here and throw down. I think he needs to throw down at least a 197. Just say, like, guys, don't forget about me. I think 197 or faster. Doesn't need to run a 194. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But if he runs yeah. a 197, it's like, guys, all right, I'm, I'm cruising 197s in Doha. Just give me a few more, few more weeks, and I'll be ready to take down the, the, the child of Arian Knighton. I think, I think the four, 1949 put pressure on everybody, not just Lyles. Because DeGrasse is the gold medalist in this event. Hurley, this could end up being his best event. I think he puts pressure on everybody. But with Lyle specifically, I do think it's important because I want to see which way the season's going to go. And I think indoors, he was really good. And I thought it was trending one way. But then we have these hundreds that look more like his 2021 hundreds than his 2019 hundreds. And then he runs 1986 in Claremont, which is solid. But last year, early season, Mount Sac ran 1990, um, ran faster than that at the trials. But then we obviously know what happened at the Olympics. So I, I'm just curious to see what are we going to – can we get any more info about Lyles? And I'm with you. I think if he's 19.7, it's, it's on for sure. 19.80, I guess we could say a push. And then 19.90, I think you – I mean, I have night number one right now. I would, I would keep him. I would keep him number one unless Lyles does do something spectacular out there. But he has the capability of doing it. The other part of it, the wild card here is Lyles does have the buy. So he doesn't need to be able to beat Knighton or anybody else until the world championships. So we got to think about that factor as well. Um, but yeah, it should be a good one. The other one I'm looking at with another world champion from Doha coming back, men's eight with Donovan Brazier going up against a pretty stout field. And the men's eight, a lot of parity. There's no one guy if Brazier's not on top of his game. It's a wide-open race. I think if Brazier's on top of his game, there's nobody who can beat him. But Bryce Hopple's in here, Wyclef Kinyamal, Michael, Marco Aroff, Peter Bull, like some solid Diamond League competition for Brazier's first 800 of the year. What do you expect to see from him? Well... First of all, I only plan on watching him in this race. I don't care what any of these other runners do. I don't care what any of the Kenyans do. I don't care what Sawinski does. He's probably pacing. I don't care what uh, A-Rop does, Bala, Bolt, nothing. Hopple's all I care about, there's no, there's, no, there's no Hopple. All I care about is what Donovan Brazier does. I'm not even going to be watching the other athletes. Because I want to know... That might be tough. Are we getting the, the dude back? Are we getting the, the, the guy who ran 140 freaking two? Like, are we getting that? Obviously, we're not going to get a 142 this weekend, but he did the indoor season. He wasn't running the 800. He was kind of doing the 400s, then the 4x4 four yeah. four thing, and ran a 600, but now I'm starting to, to believe all 600 times are bullshit and just not real. So I'm not going to put any weight on a 600 time anymore. Um, Gordon so turned on the 600. Man, I did 600 falling was, out. Yeah, no, come on. I guys, yeah, I can run a 115 600. That's not true. I cannot run a 115 600. Nope, nope. I can not run a 115 check, 200. That's for sure. Um, but 
all eyes are on Donovan, and I just want to see what he does. And I want to see – I'm hoping for greatness. I'm hoping to see something positive. I'm hoping to see, like, a win or a fast time, either or. And so then I could be like, all right, 800 is back for Donovan. He's the guy. He's the one everyone's chasing. We're going to get excited again for a Brazier versus Hopple rematch. Get excited for Murphy versus Brazier. Get excited for – whoever the young guy is coming out of college, like a Brandon Miller versus Brazier. But right now, the Brazier, we just don't have the the versus Brazier. We just have all these other guys just running 145s and yeah. flopping all over the place. I need, I need the main man to be back to 2019 self. And so we'll see. He's been rested, I guess. And I'm just hoping we see something good. And we'll get a lot of data from it. We'll know. Because if he goes out there and runs like a 147 – and finishes like fourth, mm-hmm. uh, then it's then Brazier just becomes another dude. I'm, it's gonna be hard for me to put stock into him as the 2019 champ. This event's been hibernating for a while. Would you agree? Yeah, because of Brazier. Brazier's been out, so it's been hibernating. Maybe they awake from their slumber in Doha again. It's tough. Debut, big flight. Time zone change. I won't bury him after this one race, but I think he's good enough to where he has the ability to put something out there. You're right. That reminds us why he was the world champion. And his indoor season, in totally inconclusive. Because <laughs> he doesn't he didn't run any eight hundreds, but the six was good. And then you're like, all right, maybe he'll just put down such a sick four hundred that we'll have to take stock in his eight, but that never came. We saw some sixes, but that was or we saw some fours, but none of them were like, they didn't wow us compared to what we thought he was capable of. Um, women's quarter, Shawnee Miller-Webo. Uh, Paulino's in there. So that's silver, gold and silver from Tokyo. Stephanie McPherson, Lena Irby. And then women's two, Gabby Thomas, Asher Smith, Tamara Clark, Sharika Jackson. That's a pretty solid field. We have talked about how loaded the women's two is this year. Uh, between those two events, any particular athlete you're looking towards? I mean, Shawnee Miller Weibo, obviously, uh, she, she's going to show, you know, the 400, it's kind of, the women's 400, it's been kind of not that flashy yet. And I think the main reason is um, the top 400 meter dogs just aren't running early. I mean, you look even on the men's side, like just a 400 in general it takes time for it to kind of pick up. And maybe Shawnee Miller Weibo goes out there, runs a 49, and we're like, oh, okay. Orange mm-hmm. is gonna be gonna be legit. So I'm kind of just looking forward to seeing a a rejuvenation of the women's 400 meter field. And then I'm really excited for um, Gabby Thomas. She's been running well. She is going to be the baseline for how the U.S. 200 meter field plays out. And if she continues to to run well, win big races, run fast times, it gets me more and more excited for that 200-meter U.S. final when the college women come in and they go up against Gabby and the, the rest of the crew and we get something special because I do believe the women's 200 can become one of the marquee events in 2022. Mm-hmm. Do you think we talked about beginning of May being the cutoff time? Do you think that... Um... 
in terms of like ranking purposes, do you start moving people off who we haven't seen yet at this point in the season? I, there's some event exceptions, right? You're not going to move a 10,000 meter runner off because people don't run 10,000s that often. But at this point, are you are you moving people down? I mean, you wouldn't move Warholm, but what do you think about that's that? That's the thing. See, that's what I hate about this. Ah, you wouldn't move Warholm, and like everyone is always going to be like, "Well, you can." That's what I like. That's what's because so he hard signed about up to race, and he's a war runner. Yeah, but what would you do? I'm just curious. I think this is the deadline. I think we said May first was a deadline. I think the deadline is this weekend. I think after this okay. weekend, you haven't run. Because there's like a big like Puerto Rico meet where a bunch of Americans are running at. That will be add some more data. Because not everyone could go to a, a Doha Diamond League. Okay. But... We had the sound running meet. We had we're gonna have this meet and then we'll have that Puerto Rico meet. I think all that combined will be like if you haven't run by now, you've been given so many opportunities. What about McLaughlin? Up. What about she hasn't run a four hundred hurdle but run a high hurdle? That's an, you're just saying you need to run something. You need to run something, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You don't need to run your event, but you need to run something. All right. I might do that for this, the rankings. But then I, I need to carve out a Warholm exception. I think I'm allowed to use one wild card here. Um, his event's going to be good to, in Doha, and I wish he was there. Benjamin, Dos Santos, Samba, McMass. I mean, that's that's that, that top. Well, the top group is the top group. We know who that is. But don't forget how fast you know, that next three are with Dos Santos, Samba, and, and McMaster. This could be this could be good. Benjamin running the 48 last week. Now he's going to have to run harder because we saw what shape Dos Santos was in when he ran that 400 in, in 44. This, this is going to be a 47 race this time. Um, and I expect Benjamin will be, be ready for that. But that's a good, that's a good 400 hurdle race. Uh, and then on the distance side, Women's 3,000 and men's 1,500. Women's 3,000, you got Faith Kipgegan and Francine Niansaba. I'd say Niansaba is just the favorite just based on distance. Remember, she's not permitted to run. Anything shorter than that, like she, she ran the 2,000. Anything shorter in a, I was going to say championship event, but the 3,000 wow. is not a championship either. But yeah, yeah, she can't run a mile, the 400. Anyway, uh, and then men's 15, you got, Timothy Cherry, McSwain, Kip Sang, who we just saw, who ran 331 at altitude, Kajelka, and Samawo. So these are good. These are very balanced fields, too. But a lot of superstars. This is my moment when I'll say, we don't have this in track and field, but if there were futures, get your feature in on Kip Sang now, because once he beats Chariot, Chariot this weekend, everyone's going to be like, whoa. Kip Sang, he's the guy. I have a feeling yeah. he's going to beat him. I'm thinking Kip Sang's going to beat you. I think he's going to win this 1500. This is a chance for him because he's clearly sharp. Yeah. And he's running with, with basically no fear now. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. That's the Doha meet on Friday. All right, let's do Guess My PR and then YouTube comments. So remember to participate. You can uh, text. Let's see, what can you text? You can text PR. That makes sense. 31032. So you can text PR to 31032. Leave a comment on YouTube or you can email us, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Scott and Ryan for messaging us. We'll get them in the in the coming weeks. We got a lot of response for this. So we want to just focus on two. So we had two athletes send us workout splits as well as some photos and videos. Gordon and I, we haven't seen any of the messages. Don't know what the PRs will be. Um, as we reveal the workouts, you can put a comment in the chat. So we want people to guess too. 
along with us what you think their PRs are. And then before we reveal it, we'll ask for, uh, for guesses. And then Gordon and I will make our final guesses. So the first person, uh, Philip, let's get Philip's info up here on the screen. We got video of Philip. So this is uh, 800 and 1500 is what we're trying to guess. He's from Ireland. He also emailed in with some pronunciation. He said, my fellow Irishman, Cathal Dennehy, which is what you and I say, Cathal, is pronounced Cahal. He is far too polite to correct you. So. Wow. So am I supposed to guess this guy's PR based off of a. No, we got the. We got. Because that would be. No, no, no. We have have one video and three workouts. And then we'll guess PR based off that. So that was the video. Here's the first workout. All right. We'll throw this up. Three times 700. Wow. God He's it. really making this difficult with this 700 no meter means. 145.8, All right, so that means am I allowed? He's, I can do a little. He's not bit running 145. All right, that's workout what? one. A, the 700 meter workout. What is that pace making wise? Okay, divided by 700. Yeah, that's what you got to just know. Equals. Put the next one up. Workout two. Going. It's two minutes. Three times. What are you running? Three times eight minute tempo with one minute rest. 514, 508, 509. Remember, we're going to ultimately guess his 800 and 1500 PBs. All right. And then the last workout here, guys. Yeah, I'm getting closer. 600, two by 400, and then 200. So he didn't leave the rest on this one. 600, 133, eight, and then two 400s, 59, two, 50. Seven seven, and then the two hundred and twenty five point four. Are you writing down your guess, Gordon, for the eight and the fifteen? I think it's both his. Okay, I'm gonna say. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I want to get other. I got write down my guess. Too. Okay, that last workout is the one that I feel like is the most tempo. Me, I'm not gonna get anything from a tempo workout. Like, what am I supposed to do with that information? So you see, so he's trying like two minute pace three times. On the 25.4 on the 200. Yeah, that helps. That's, that's pretty snappy. Snappy. I'm going to say. Some, I've seen some 145 people run 25 seconds. Right. So. I, I'm, I put my, I got mine. And then 1,500. I have no idea what the 1,500 is going to be. So I'm just going to. Well, this is tough because, yeah. You, you want to put something in line with the eight, but you don't know if he's more of an eight runner or a. Or a a 1500 runner. All right, let's see what All the right. chat says. I, I, I got mine in. I wrote mine Someone down. says 202, 158, another 158. No, it's definitely not that. It's definitely faster than that. Uh, 417 on a 1500. Someone said. Four. Guys, you're way off. He's faster than that. I have. Right, he ran mine. a two minute 800 three times in a row. Wait, where do you see that PR. one? Well, he ran 145 times three. That An extra 15 seconds, and he's running two flat. Okay. His first workout was basically three by two minutes. Two minute 800s. Okay. Right? I got... I mean, okay, I went, one, I went optimistic. I went 150 for the 800. I went a little more. I went 149. Okay. And then what about the 15? 350. 
I have 352. So I have 150 and 352. I went a little faster. Because he just is, it's 200, look fast. And I looked at the video. He looks fit. He's got six pack abs. Give him one, sub 150. <laughs> Tampa right. Eagle says 145 and 339. Matthew says 147 and 340. David says 345. So now we have, now we're really optimistic on the other side here. Let's see what it is. Colt, reveal. Oh. Whoa. Oh. So close. You were so close. I got the 350 right. I got the 150 off, right. Look at that. Teamwork. And I was off by 150. A That's not bad. Point nine nine. Hey, this segment's going to work. This segment <laughs> is going to work. I was very worried about it. Uh, all right. Shout out to, to Philip for being the first participant on Guess My PR. We got one more from Levi. This is a 10K. We're guessing a 10K. Ooh, so all the hard. distance folks wake up in the chat. I want some sprinters to write in and be like, <laughs> just. I did a hard effort for 40 meters. Yeah. That's my, yeah. That's my PR. Yeah. All right. All right. So this what one, do we got? We've got, a, we've got a photo and two workouts for this one. So here's the photo. I believe Who is he the in the photo? That's a good question. To... I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, what's his name? No, don't go. No, 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 no. No Googling. Levi. There's no Levi Chamber. There's no Googling. I'm not Googling. There's I'm no not Googling. Googling. I'm not Googling. I just want to know what his name his was. His name's Levi. His name was. Levi. Here's the first workout. Oh, he's in Austin. Long run, 549 average for 17 miles. It's flat. Okay. Is that Town Lake? Put that back up. Colt, you're not giving Town us enough time yeah. to like digest the workouts. I feel like <laughs> yeah, you're working man. against us here, Colt. There you go. All right, that's a Town Lake say? loop. So we have well, some home he... course advantage here, Gordon, because he did this workout in Austin. Yeah, but he did he's say from, he he's smooth, from Texas. Smelt smooth through 12, then was on the suffer train. Great run. Mm-hmm. Great group of runners. Shout out to Colton for dying, then coming back from the dead to drop me. Ooh. So he got dropped. And Colton, who's the Colton? But by that, Colton, who, we know how Colton. reliable Colts are. Yeah, <laughs> was that Colt Joyce? Was that who that yes. was? All right. Okay, so what was hey, Colt, that? Colton, are you a Colton? Uh, yeah, no, not a, but I, I go okay. by Colton. Colton. I would hope so. Can you bring that up one more time? Yeah. yeah. Bring that up one more time. What was cool, it? Okay, Colton. so 549 average. 549. Okay. Yeah. For 17 miles. Up. All right. Next workout. We get one more workout, right? I need Next I need workout. more. I am not anywhere close. Here we go. Four by five minutes, six by two hundred, four by five minutes. Wait, five. Oh. Five. Wait, hold on. Four by five minutes. Okay, so he's running that five minute pace. Miles. Five no, minutes. No, no. Oh, at that pace? Or is that supposed to say four by five miles? No, I think okay. I think he was running for five minutes, but that was his mile pace for those five minutes. Gotcha. Okay. The two hundreds. I don't know what happened in those middle two hundreds. Yeah. Thirty, thirty-one, thirty-nine, thirty-nine. Did he stop to tie his shoe? Maybe. And then he goes twenty-nine and then twenty-eight. Okay. Um how close are you to a guess? Getting there. For a ten game here. Man, we too bad we need to grab Gordon's screen here. <laughs> I need to use Ooh, the math in my head. We, we need to see. I'm doing this all based on just just intuition. What do you think, mile pace wise, range for a 10k? Like, are you looking at those times and thinking, okay, that's what he can ba- do his 10k on? Because he did 
That's one workout. It's a pretty big session. Put that last one up again, Colt, please. It's all going to be in this last one. So that fluctuates there between 501 and 529. And he did eight of them. So split the difference. Could he average 515s? I mean, that's what I was. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And 515 is 32, 33. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I'll give it a little more fast. I'm going to say 32, 20. I'm going to say 30, 33 flat because those uh, 39 second 200s worry me. So I'm going to go 33 flat. Don't put it up yet, Cole. Let's see people in the chat. Someone says 33, 39. That's Any awesome. other guesses here? Someone says 30, 30. Uh, Miles says, I'm a sprinter. I don't know what a 10K even is. 10K time even is. <laughs> Love it. Ma Matthew says 32.54. We need to start making this the pickup contest. This, this <laughs> yeah. is the new – because this is – we've been having a, uh, a, a negative effect on the pickup thing because people get hurt or people scratch. This we at least know that there's going to be a, a definitive outcome. Okay. I changed my answer to 32.30. Okay, you're 32.30. I'm 33 flat. Colt, we are ready. Reveal the time for Levi. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. We're dumb. We don't know anything. He's quick. We're really dumb. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We screwed that one up. He was definitely feeling good on these You workouts. know what? You know what, though? Here's what, here's what our problem was. We paid way too much attention to the second and not enough to the first. Put the first one back up. I mean, the guy ran 17 miles at... 549. I think that, yeah, that tells us a little yeah. bit more. 29? I was out by three minutes. <laughs> My bad, Levi. I, I feel like the longer stuff is going to be harder to figure out, to gauge. I just, you're going to be, it's a lot easier to figure out based on the speed. You're like, all right, you can 400 meter reps. You can figure out what that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that, like, it seemed kind of slow. I was like, 32, like, I don't know. I felt like you yeah, should have not. I should have been more bullish. Dang it. All right. Now we learned our lesson. Me. Thanks, Levi, for checking us and telling us that we're done with our 10K PR predictions. Yeah, maybe this segment's gonna not going to work. Uh, this segment may not work. This may end up being a, a catastrophe. I was way off. Uh, Philip, though, is watching live. He says, I will take the six-pack abs compliment. Well done, guys. So. I like that pick a little better. Yeah. 29? Makes sense when you really think about it. Like, he's probably able to, like, when, what is 20? What, yeah. He gets you in 30 flat. What is that pace? Right by 62. Well, 450. So he's doing 450s. Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense when he, I, we probably should have been like, he can run like five minute pace. And then we would have been closer. But we didn't. I immediately discounted that first workout for some reason and then really fixated on the other one and yeah. got concerned about the 38, 39 second 200s, which uh, are his cooldown pace, apparently. So Matt brings up a good point. It's hard to know if it's a good feeling workout or a rough one to gauge how far off it is. Yeah. But I wanted to be within three minutes. I'm going to try to do better next time. That was not a good showing from Kevin on that one. Um, 
All right, let's close I, it out. I, we did, got I did maybe, unfortunately, hinder your guys' guess on that last one. There is another result that I should have shown that I missed. Oh, cold. Oh. <laughs> so, one sec. Uh, hold on. Hold on, hold L on. L doesn't count, then. No, you can, you can definitely put yourself back in the win column. Let's see if this would have affected your guess. This is a chamber, so you <laughs> he arrived in third. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. Travis just he ran into Brian too. Clay. Well, Brian Clay's super fast, so we 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 that should have impacted the the total time, right, Gordon? Well, you can't show us this Colt because that's his nope. actual time. That was the joke. Gordon. True. Oh. True. Th there was part of the race that I could have showed you, and that's on me. My bad. Sorry, Chambers. We would not have known based on looking at the race. I don't think. I mean, I guess I will say though, seeing seeing Philip Marone's like form did help me you know got I got you in the right headspace yeah yeah i guess we did have that photo but i didn't know which one he was in the photo so, well you got to identify and, the track that's what the key is is maybe not identifying him but identifying the tracks and you get an idea of the you know the caliber of the race and you're like oh that's a zuza oh athlete. ryan clay yeah, yeah. okay he's in, yeah i i did know it is on the rundown here that he was in college i just i didn't think that was that relevant? That's I just, relevant. That is relevant. The 17 miles at 549 is just, I mean, I don't know why I thought 33 for that. That's silly. That was, that was bad. I'm going to do better next time. We haven't been doing 10Ks enough in our lives. I should, I should have no, I should have known that. Okay. Because here's what I base it off of. Is it way faster than I could ever go? And that should be the, the starting point. I got really good at predicting Caitlin Tui's times one year in high school because they were right along my times. So they, there was like a two-week stretch when I was just like nailing every – because it was like, oh, she did this in the 3K. What can she do in the 5 or whatever? And it was right in the neighborhood of what I had run. So I was like, I know it. It's going to be this little 10-second window. And I was, I was feeling good. And then, like I said before, then you get any faster, then it's just – it's tough. Especially because with collegians, a lot of – it's like they're not going to the well every single workout either. And pros, yeah. it's, it's not a max effort, so you don't know. All right. YouTube comments. This will be a fun way to end the show. People telling us that we're dumb. Let's do that. Colt, we got some YouTube comments here. Actually, hold on. Before we do that, can we go back? Sorry. My fault. Um, if you want to do the segment for next week, you know, text PR. 31032 or the coach segment, internet coach, where Gordon and I give you advice. I don't know if you'd want it after this, 31032, or leave a YouTube comment or email, slowjackpodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's get to the best YouTube comments from the week. First one here, responding to the Ferdinand Oman Yala video. We're going to go through these quick, Gordon. For some reason, Americans have an excuse every time a non-American wins. I think this is in reference to you saying there might have been a false start. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a fair criticism. I accept that. But I will say this. That's not 100% true because when Ja'Carri lost, I wasn't like, well, maybe. No, I was like, Jamaicans are better right now. So it's not all mm -hmm. the case, but there are sometimes. And, it, you know, I, I believe that Coleman still won that 60. Based on the little <laughs> evidence, I wasn't and, I wasn't there for that one. I would have disagreed vehemently with you. So it, it's it's not all not all Americans. 
All right. But yeah, for, for Ferdinand, he legitimately won uh, that race. I accept your criticism. Next one. Keep it going. Uh, y'all need to relax and stop being so quick to assume. It is not his time to run. This is about Christian Coleman. Super fast now, plus the conditions weren't ideal for sprinting. It was chilly, plus traveling overseas takes a few days to settle. This is about Christian Coleman's 100-meter opener from Olympic season. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of these are just me uh, being channeled in the comments <laughs> so far. I disagreed on the false start thing, and I disagreed that the sky was falling because Christian Coleman ran 10-0 in a race where he had no competition. So this is just basically YouTube comments directed at Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I still think that Coleman could have ran faster and should have ran faster. I have high expectations for the defending yeah. world champion. Fair. Who Fair. just almost won world indoors. Or maybe did win world indoors. I don't know. <laughs> Next up. All right. From uh, Judson responding to the uh, Kentucky Derby, if, if it was track comparisons, shouldn't have run off the rail like Paul Chalimo does, and they would have gone around instead of going straight up without anyone in the way. Yeah, so Rich Strike did have that. They just held that inside line the entire time. And I feel as if Paul Chalimo was jockeying some of those other horses, he would have just at least made the horse run farther out. How aware are the horses of what's going on here, do you think? I don't know. He's going to go. They're just going to go with like, why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? All right, I'll keep going, but tell me when you'll stop hitting me is what they're thinking. Yeah. No, but you would think maybe if like the jockeys have like mirrors in their glasses or something like that, so they can look like rear view mirrors so they can mm -hmm. see who's coming up behind them. And if yeah. that is true, it would make sense to like, I'm going to get in your way and like pull mm -hmm. a Paul Chalimo and just kind of move over so Rich Strike doesn't have the free lane in the inside. Also, they are it is crazy. Bigger. When you look at a jockey's helmet, they wear like 40 goggles. Mm. You know that? 40? Is or that like, the official number? Maybe 10. They wear, they wear like 10 goggles, and then every like 10 seconds, they remove one of the goggles so they can have all the mud taken off there so they can see. Because it gets covered in mud, rip off another pair, then they have fresh eyes, and then keep ripping it up until you get down to your final goggle. I feel like there could be an invention that would solve all that. I don't know. You're having literally Wipe. mud just flying into your face. It's kind of hard. Wipers? But isn't it I don't inefficient? Think little electronic wipers are going to move like giant clogs of mud on your face. It just seems inefficient every time you're going to grab, like, you just look at the thing of the wind resistance. Listen, for a while, people high jumped scissor style, and then Dick Fosbury came along. I'm saying windshield wipers on jockey goggles need to be considered. All right. Next comment. <laughs> I'm just surprised that that's the solution to it. I, yeah. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Um, this is about Shelly and Fraser Price from Colburn. Recently saw some track analyst stating that Jamaican spinners does best in their 30s while others on the decline, stating that naturally grown food they consume, no processed food in addition to training, psychology, etc. I mean, there's always these things about this is why Jamaicans are faster and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think Shelly and Fraser Price is just a phenomenal athlete and has been for a while and has done a good job in her career, just being consistent, um, being well-prepared. I don't think there's some one magic thing that makes I think, sense. Yeah, I think Shelly Ann is 
definitely an outlier because even some other like Asafa Powell was he was still like going into meets when he was in his mid thirties, but he was never a factor the way Shelly Ann is going to be a factor. So I think right. or Bolt. I mean, uh, Bolt was done by like thirty two, right? That's what I'm saying. That's she's an outlier amongst outliers. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, imagine uh, if we had. Imagine if Bolt had the second half of his career the way I mean Fraser Price is running PRs right now. Imagine if yeah. Bolt was out there running nine five eight. At like five six. Yeah. 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 It'd be crazy. Hey man. Maybe it could be a thing with the female body, right? Maybe you do see a lot more older women able to achieve like new greatness into their thirties more often than men. So to be, it could be something to do with the way, like the physical biology of a woman is able to like preserve their peak athletic ability later into life. You know, you see a lot more women in their thirties PRing than you do see men in their thirties PRing when it comes at least to distance races, you see that happen a lot often. So. Maybe it's something about that and that she's be able to take that and put it, package it into hundred meter sprinting at a world-class level. Right. So that it's an even crazier, right? Cause she's not yeah, just a regular just... person who's PRing for fun. She's the best in the world. Yeah. Her baseline was already really fast and then she got faster the last couple of years. It's remarkable. All right. Next one. Great analysis. Responding to the video, better 400-meter runner Fred Curley or Michael Norman, Mr. West, 1600. Fred Curley has Michael Norman's number right now. Fair. Good spelling of Curley. I like that. Put that one back up. I didn't even say Cur- it. Curley. Curley. K-E-R. Curley. Oh. Fred Curley, does he have Mr. Michael Norman's number? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they text. Like, I'm sure they have each other's phone numbers. That's probably a thing. They're both great athletes in the U.S. You're um, not even a dad, and you're making that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. They, I mean, he. They he, didn't he run really the same good. event, though. They didn't run the same event last year, though. I, mean, yeah, I have but, no doubt Curly Curly would have been fine because Curly was good at good at everything. So yeah, no, I I don't think that's it. I mean, crazy I think ever since event. Curly beat Norman in what year was it? Was it the 2019 year? Yeah, he's had his number ever since. There has yet to be a moment when Norman's like got, mm-hmm. gotten back at him, like clapped back for that victory. That victory in 2019 USA's has yet to be overturned via a new result because they ran the 200, Curly beat him in the two. Curly's yeah. not even training for the 400 and is running equal, if not better, 400s than Norman. So, like, sure, they just haven't run that much. I, but. The last, the success of the last couple of years speaks for itself. All right, we got a couple more here. Let's keep it rolling. Going into extra time here. Uh, screen grab. Great screen grab there. Uh, comment on the Kick the Week video with Yen, Emmanuel Yanyani. Um, Robin says, Emmanuel is crazy and commit. They are the future of the 800. Yeah, I want to see Yanyani run more. Because I think he's an he's an intriguing prospect to run 145 in those weird conditions, and we just talked before about how the 800 is is wide open, especially if Brazier's not Brazier. Um, career can reach those heights, but who else can really get down there? You know, does Amos have a 
a throwback season in him, maybe. Been saying uh, that most for the past decade. Well, yeah. Well, the issue has always been the championships with him, right? So ever since 2012. But I think it's 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 right for someone to to step in in there and maybe maybe when Yoni's that guy is only 17. Yeah, could be. I'm the 800s too chaotic for me to even have an opinion yet. That's why I need Brazier to run fast so then I can have my opinion. No opinion, Gordon. That's been a theme over no the past couple weeks. It's been it's my in, new, interesting. Yeah. And when you do have the opinions, you're just way wrong. All right. How many more we have left, Colt? Oh, wow. We have a lot. Uh, four left. I'm going to get going here. Uh, this is from Water Aerobics. Based on Kevin's logic, a 10.00 run by an American is equal to 9.80 run by a non-American. On what basis do you have Coleman as top two in the 100? There's no top two Ooh. seasons. Way too early to com- come up with a top two. Kevin just does not want to give credit to Omanyala. Wait, so what is – hold on. Put that back up again. What are we saying here? Water aerobics? Great name, by the way. Well, he's saying uh, basically Coleman's run 10-0. Why are you yeah. ranking him top two in the world? Whereas a guy running 9-8 is not top two. So are you saying – Real simple. Know, I mean, altitude is, does matter. Altitude I, – I put it into your favorite calculator. Altitude plus the, the, the 2.0. It's a high 9-9 um, with competition. Coleman's the reigning world champ. Coleman's run nine seven. Do I have to keep going? Do I have to list more reasons why Christian well, Coleman? What can I, well, about my argument is nine eight is faster than ten oh nine. It is if you remove all context and want to put everything into a meet in the beginning of May. I don't know. Let me let me look at my number calculator. Is nine eight faster than ten oh nine? Yeah. Little, yes, do you, you want me to? Do you want me to do the calculator again? So if, that, the calculator. if that's fa- if that's faster, shouldn't that Wind person be faster than the other person? I know. I know. You I don't need no calculator, altitude, wind. What all was that. it? Nine eighty five. What was it? I don't, I don't. I don't even know. I'm get. I'm. Two point I mean, you're basically going off of what Coleman did in 2019 as a reason to keep him top two. And indoors. Yeah, but sixty. I mean, come on, sixty. All right. Hold on, hold on. And that, that's, that's more ridiculous than going off of what Coleman did in a Continental Tour opener in Tokyo? I mean, come on, what are we doing here? That's actually a good question. I think a Continental Tour Tokyo May run is more relevant to someone's ability than something that happened three years ago. 100%. 100%. What about something they did a couple months ago? In indoors? I would agree with that. What's, what did they do a couple months ago? They ran an event that they doesn't almost, exist in the outdoor Well, they almost... Field. They almost won World Indoors. They ran six fours again. And I have them behind Jacobs for that reason. I think the results should matter, but you have to put them in context. The rankings are basically obviously subjective, but it's if they all race right now, who would win? That's what I think would win on the same track at the same time. And you put Omanyala's time in. Again, I don't think these things are the gospel, but 985 at the altitude with a 2.0 goes to 998, 9.98. If he ran 9.98, right, in Florida, in Paris, or whatever, the reaction would be different. So we just can't remove all context. So I Omanyala, I would, I'll have Omanyala ahead of Curly. They ran the same time. I would probably have Omanyala third right now. I need to update those today. But I just we can't take – we can't just do the results based on – the most recent thing that happened, if they're not running head to head, at the very least, they need to be running head to head. Yeah. 
I will say, I am a little concerned that Coleman isn't going to be as I'm much of a gold that. medal challenger as we think he will be. I'm not throwing I'm it out that he, I, I, yeah, I'm just a little, a little, a little concerned. A little concerned. Not, I'm not all yeah. the way out, but there's part of me. Obanyala was. I'm gonna be like Obanyala was great. I knew it. Yeah. He was in the mix. He was great. He he ran he really also well. Also runs with suspenders, which is great. He he did he did what he had to do, right? But if the race same time, same place right now, everybody together, I would have Jacobs one, Coleman two. Next one. Thanks for covering track. This is from Adrian. Even though your takes are wild. All right. That's just a positive one randomly thrown yeah, in there. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Come on, Travis. <laughs> We're trying to make ourselves feel better. Uh, from Boxer Test, records generally stand for 15 years. The successor to the Speed King throne should be here now, but you have to break all the records of the previous Speed King, and Bolt's records are no joke over 12 years. 12 years! Three exclamation marks. This is about uh, Ari Knighton. Okay, so listen, there's the records, and then there's the medals and the dominance. And then there's that third piece of Bolt just being this transcendent figure because of his presence on the track. So we're not even going to talk about that third part. And his last name. Okay, so that's the fourth part. Fourth part, we can't fix. Third part, it's, it's an intangible. The second part about the dominance from 08 to 16 with very few losses in between, although he did lose to more than two people during his career. Um, actually, from 08 to 16, what, Gay, Gatlin, Owen Blake, so that, was, that was three. Well, you could um, say he lost to the, to the entire... Oh, yeah, Daegu, all start. Day, yep. Yeah, lost all that. Uh, so, as I said, Knighton may one day get that record he's the best candidate that we have just just because of his age and and how fast he's he's already run but that doesn't mean that he's going to have the metal success that bolt has it doesn't mean he's going to have the longevity so when i mention his name in the same breath it's only to say that this is the first time when that comparison is actually in the same ballpark in at least one of the areas that we were talking about You you said it all. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Is that it? Is that all the comments? Jacobs, Coleman, Curley, and May DeGrasse instead of one of them. ABL quality. Men's hundred medal medals. Keep that one up, Colt. I, I need to read that again. Jacobs, Coleman, Curley, and maybe DeGrasse. Yeah, I mean DeGrasse. All he does is get medals. So, I mean, I would not count out Andre de Grasse. And if you want to put Omanyala in there as a medal contender, too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you. How many, how many men do you think can win gold in the 100? You said you're worried about Coleman. How many men can win gold in the 100? In the 100? Uh, one, two, three, four. Four people. Can Here. Let me just do it this way. Can Coleman win gold? Yeah, he can, yes. Can Jacobs win gold? Yes, he can. But the word can is different for every athlete. Okay, well, just tell me your list then. I, I didn't want a whole monologue on it. Just who's your list? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just talked about how I thought Coleman, I'm kind of worried about him, but then, so I don't, I feel weird putting him on my list, but if I got to make a list, I got to make a list. The list is going to be Jacobs. It's going to be Curly. It's going to be Bromel. It's going to be Coleman and it's going to be DeGrasse. So you have five. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Ferdinand. Not, not there yet. Omaniala. Need more. Not seen it yet. You need more. Let me look at his, more. uh, let me look at Omaniala real quick. I just want to pull up his, his records here. Thanks, everybody who wrote in for the YouTube comment. Yeah, keep writing YouTube. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Oh, We're at what? 13.8 yeah. thousand YouTube subscribers? <laughs> Let's get that number 13. up. Let's get to 14,000. And then I'll ask you to get to 15,000. And then we'll just keep going to the moon. Yeah. Let's get to 20K. Yeah, and you can become a member. Or you can, what is it? Join? Hit the join button. Yeah, join. Become a member. Support you or me. Bonus pod where bonus Gordon pod. and I talk about who hasn't raced this year yet. You can argue with us about rankings. I just the tone or the vibe of all those comments is just people wanting, you know, this ranking, right? It's all about rankings. Yeah. People want to know who's where, basically. And then people get mad about it, regardless of what you put on there. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough when you have, you don't have people running against each other. And then you don't have people debut. And then you're trying to wait it. So Omanyala, his, he ran the 977 in Nairobi, 985 in Nairobi again. Then last year he ran an 86 and a 96. And he ran a 98 this year. So he's run sub 10, six times. Three of them were at altitude. 664 in the semis of the 60 at World Indoors. Didn't get out of this. Didn't make the final at World Indoors in the 60. There's no Indoor Olympics, man. I'm not talking about. We're done with World Indoors. Let's not reference World Indoors anymore. No, I'm just. I'm just giving you. I'm just just going. I'm just going this. I'm going back in time here. Not a slight. Remember 77 to end the year last year against Bromel, and then the Olympics last year. He made the ran 10 flat, but didn't get out of the semis. So I want to give people more bio on Omanyala, former right. player. That's it. Like and subscribe. We're done. We're going long. Yeah. We'll see you guys on Friday. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe, like, text. See ya.